Um, so I'll introduce our next panel. It will be a conversation between uh, Cornel DeWitt, uh, Henry Vergon, or Henri Vergon, sorry, and um, Elizabeth uh, Lalushek. Um, so I'll introduce them all individually. It's a very illustrious panel. We're, we're thankful to have it because it will be speaking specifically about the conditions of the market for African art. And obviously, Forum coincides with uh, 154, and they're informed by one another. Um, so Canel DeWitt, who's our, our moderator here, um, since co-founding one of the first online galleries in 1995, uh, Cornel DeWitt has also owned and operated um, an eponymous gallery in New York, acted as a director of a major international gallery, curated exhibitions, advertised public collections and dealt with the primary and secondary markets. Um, he has a master's degree from New York University, where he also served on the faculty. Um, in his role as vice president of business development, um, DeWitt, DeWitt's focus is to develop ArtNet's um, unparalleled market reach and knowledge into improved performance for its clients and partners. We're excited to have Cornell. Um, and he'll be in conversation with um, Henri and Elizabeth. So first I'll introduce Henri. Henri Vergon is the founder and director of Afronova, which is showing upstairs in 154 on the East Wing, um, a pan-African gallery for modern and contemporary art based in South Africa. The gallery space is located in Parkhurst, Johannesburg, a suburb that um, contributes to the cosmopolitan landscape of the city. Um, Afronova presents exhibitions of modern and contemporary art from Africa, from the African continent and represents um, many artists, um, one of which is Billy Zangewa, who participated in, in the forum yesterday. Uh, Afronova also develops a, networks of inter a network of international residencies um, and facilitates for the participation of artists in major cultural events. So that's quite important work that Henri's doing. And then Elizabeth um, Lalushek was born in Vienna. She studied at the Royal College of Art here in London and between 1983 and 1997 she had studios in London, Paris, Vienna and Mexico and exhibited extensively in the UK. Um, she is currently the artistic director of October Gallery. Um, her artistic practice um, is, encompasses abstract painting, which are vibrant and poetic statements. Um, she's won numerous awards as an artist, including the David Murray Landscape Award and the Austin State Scholarship. Um, so I'm very pleased to invite this illustrious panel to, to do this conversation here at 154. And also, if you have questions at the end, obviously, there will be time. So thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for that, uh, for the introduction. Um, when I was approached by the, uh, by the 154 Fair to, uh, to moderate this conversation, um, I immediately jumped at the opportunity uh, when I was in London this time last year uh, for the for Freeze Week. Uh, this was uh, what I felt to myself was a, was a, was a new discovery. Uh, it was the first year for 154, and I had a... Uh, it was just, it was a revelation, and I loved being here, and I loved uh, seeing the galleries. Unfortunately, Henri was not here last year, um, uh, but of course, uh, visited October Gallery as well. And, um, and so when they invited me to, uh, to moderate this panel, I jumped at the opportunity, and I'm, I'm excited to be here. Uh, so what I wanted to start out with is just setting a little bit of the framework here, uh, which is that... There's a lot of different aspects of, the, of contemporary African art than, that we can discuss. And what I'd like to do is first maybe uh, mention briefly what I don't want to discuss, um, which is how we view contemporary African art through the prism of the West. Uh, I think that that's something that is uh, that coming from a market perspective and with a, the point of the conversation being 
a, uh, being a market conversation, I think that that discussion is something better suited to, uh, to an academic uh, discussion or a, or a curatorial discussion. And the time frame, too. And it, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And we'd, and we'd need a, a week-long conference to cover it, I think. Um, the, um, so that being said, I think that uh, the, the reality of the matter is, though, that we can't talk about even the market for uh, contemporary African art without, uh, without discussing how we view that market through the prism of the, of the West and the contemporary market, uh, the larger contemporary market as it exists today. And, um, and in particular, we have seen uh, over the last 20 or 30 years even, uh, perhaps even starting with Robert Hughes uh, digging into Aboriginal art, we've seen this march of, uh, of, uh, of, of exploration um, I, I, I would hesitate to use the term discovery because it's a little bit of a, uh, a colonialistic baggage dragging along there. Um, and uh, there's there's a couple of different <laughs> there's a couple of different aspects of that though that I would like to uh, that I would like to 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 talk about. One is that is that there's two different impetuses to this uh, to this uh, discovery of uh, of or not discovery but uh, the exploration of new markets. One is of course uh, a perhaps more noble. Uh, aspect of it, which is this interest in, in multiculturalism, the realization uh, in the West that there are cultures outside of our own culture. And, uh, and then, of course, the second aspect of it, which is perhaps less noble, which is uh, an increasingly ravenous market-driven appetite for new material and, uh, and new markets. So the first question that we I think we have to discuss here is, is who is Who's driving this bus? You know, what, what, do, you, uh, what do you feel is, uh, is, is driving this, uh, this interest in, uh, in contemporary African art? Uh, how much of it is, uh, is a groundswell from the, uh, from the, uh, coming from, an, uh, from a more organic place? And how much of it is being driven by a, uh, by a, Western, uh, by a Western interest in, dis- in, in making and finding new markets, be it a more... Uh, be it a more uh, a noble cause or a less noble cause, uh, Elizabeth. Okay, so um, <clears throat> I just want to go back to the beginning somehow, uh, and, um, and and tell you a little bit about the kind of work we've been doing in order to kind of contextualize this question work. a little bit. Right. Uh, we we opened in '79 um, as a gallery to really. Um, show contemporary artists from all around the world. And this was something that wasn't done at all in the, in the late 70s, neither in the 80s. And um, beginning sort of already in the 80s, but more forcefully in the 90s, we started to engage with contemporary artists from Africa. Um, the market was very quiet at that point. There was a network that existed, which was a wonderful <clears throat> network. It was supported by institutions that could be museums in the United States with their ethnographic departments, uh, that could be the British Museum, that could be the School of Oriental and African Studies, and a host of different curators in Europe that would really sort of support this work. And there were a number of collectors. And their main focus usually was to create a collection of contemporary African art. Um, There were very few collectors that would collect international art in Mm -hmm. that sense. You know, there always needed to be that kind of focus. 
So um, here in London, and this is where we are based, and that's what I can talk about, is when it sort of ran towards 95, there was um, an Africa 95 here in London. So there was a little bit of an explosion around London and also the rest of the UK with showing contemporary African art. That kind of subsided again afterwards, but we continued the fight in that sense. Um, at that same time, I was working with um, Mr. Kawaguchi of the Setagaya Art Museum in Tokyo, who was organizing the first touring exhibition of contemporary African art in Japan that toured to about six museums in Japan. So that was a first at the same time. So we started to build bigger and bigger networks around the world to kind of uphold that. Um, and um, sort of going through to 2000, you know, things started to sort of move upwards gradually. And from myself showing contemporary art from around the world, I found myself to 90% involved in working with artists from Africa, you know, and, and because the market started to develop around that. Um, we continued our program, but I myself was very um, occupied with, with, with that particular work. Um, in the 2000s, again, we ran up to Africa 05. Also, Africa Remix was taking place in 05. So, again, there was a sort of greater consciousness um, of contemporary African art um, developing in London. And, in fact, the, um, the director of Africa 05 at that time said there might not be a need for an Africa 2015. <laughs> and we are very near what, to no, find what, out so whether what, what that you, will what, be or not. What do you think was the, why do you think that he, he said that? Well, you think he, this is because there, there was no longer the need to promote it? Or was it because well, there he, was, there, it was going to, it was going to be a, well, a, a I, splash and then disappear well, again? He, no, 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 no. He thought maybe that it would become sort of part of the, um, sort of the general stream. Okay. So he thought it would be just integrated into the artistic. To become like, more, right. you know, so that wouldn't be the necessity necessarily. Right. It would be referred to as contemporary art focus. simply exactly. rather than contemporary African so, art. So, okay. you know, that, that he said that in 2003, we sort of had regular meetings at the British Museum, but mm -hmm. um, I was very curious as to how this would develop and mm -hmm. how that would look like in 2015. And that mm -hmm. would be a very interesting question. We've got another year to figure that out. Um, so, but then there was, a, you know, some individual artists came to the fore, very much to the fore at that time. So it was 2006, people like Ellen Achui um, had a, started to have a very meteoric rise to stardom. They hit the international scene, um, particularly in 2007 with the Venice Biennale, and they kind of um, manifested as real international artists on the international scene. But what happened with this is that a number of art, because the focus was on, let's say, somebody like Ellen Achui, you would also see other artists behind him. So that, that, that he himself shone a light onto a certain landscape of contemporary African art at the same time. Um, so the interest, in, I, the interest was rising. I know in 2008 we had many people running into the gallery wishing to buy contemporary African art mm -hmm. until the market crashed. Right. It crashed in the autumn of 2008, um, and then we got a lot of phone calls saying, you know, is African art still on the rise? And I answered, yes, indeed it is. It hadn't yet reached its peak, so it had nowhere to fall off from. Um, and so we continued, <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> so, very good point. <laughs> well, in the bridge. So, you know, so, you know, London saw a number of things, but I can sort of chart graphs when there was a greater interest right. and a lesser interest in contemporary African art. But this, so, this, so this was its own little organic development, at least here in London. You know, right. that was driven by, you know, the, I, I, I was driven by an in, a greater interest in, let's say, multicultural art. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it was driven, I'm sure, to a great degree also by the advent of the internet, where everybody could be connected to all different parts of the globe immediately. Right, of course. Not only the curators and um, you know, interested people, but also the artists. So you had a sort of much more you know, World Wide Web, in right. a sense, of things so, happening. So you've seen this as a very organic growth in the market, <clears throat> uh, you know, over the course of your 30 years of involvement with, uh, what is it, 35 years mm-hmm. now uh, of involvement with October Gallery. Now, of course, Henri, you come from an from a, a, a interestingly different position, which is that while Elizabeth was here in London working for a nonprofit, but also selling gallery uh, and was involved with these... Um, with these other uh, with these other exhibitions, um, the in the you know at the Biennale and and the uh, Africa in the one in two thousand five, you started out as as something of a cultural ambassador in South Africa, correct? And then uh, when you had the opportunity ten years ago, opened your commercial gallery under right. somewhat different difficult circumstances, <laughs> and uh, and so that you come from a very different uh, perspective of being a commercial gallery but within but within South Africa within in Africa so can you speak a little bit about how that developed and and again speaking to Elizabeth's point a, about the a role very different history right and I was still wearing shorts when you were already <laughs> quite busy promoting uh, the, the art from the continent uh, but first let me just wanted to thank everybody uh, here and mostly the organizers of the art fair Koyo uh, Turia and all the all the team who really put an incredible platform together. And this is actually really fostering uh, the, the benefits of all the actors, all the players involved. Um, uh, very briefly, uh, you mentioned the, the, the beginning of my stay in South Africa. Uh, I did arrive there uh, as, a, as a young consultant to assist um, the opening, the launch of the very last, uh, the latest, French in- Cultural Institute uh, that was opened in the world. Uh, it was quite a watershed moment uh, as it was the first time the foreign affairs uh, from France were in charge of a cultural center as opposed to the uh, good old cooperation minister which was really like a sordid affair uh, back then. So it was a chance to do something radically different and to create another relation with, uh, with the African cultural networks uh, South Africa being a very privileged uh, space within Africa because it did already have uh, strong players, theatres, uh, museums, galleries, art critics, magazines, etc. So um, we, what we decided to do was simply to uh, rent uh, half a floor and, uh, and surround ourselves by, with uh, just a couple of very young people who were not in for diplomatic salaries or anything like that, but were keen to work day and night to actually explore and contaminate, let me say, the, the existing network. So it was really um, a, a different setup altogether. Um, been busy doing that for a couple of years, and at the same time was uh, in a personal capacity um, developing some uh, art festival already. Uh, Pan-African platforms, uh, we were very present in the townships, uh, obviously everybody knows Soweto, um, uh, but also in the inner city of Johannesburg, which was quite a, a no-go zone at the time. Um, that, that's, that's how it started. Um, uh, fortunately, after a couple of years, I managed to become a permanent resident, 
uh, and they accommodate me uh, uh, in South Africa. So I managed to actually start the, the gallery itself. Also, in, uh, in 95, correct? In 95, I arrived there. I, I started the, the, the gallery in 2005. We're already active under mm -hmm. other names uh, in order to produce some, uh, some public art and, uh, and more institutional uh, installation uh, in, in museums that at the time were actually empty and totally available. It was like a big playground, if you'd like. So you could totally let your imagination go wild, etc. So for you, what has really driven the, the, the ability for you to be in business for, for right. 10 years? Is it well, the local market? What is it internet, art fairs? How well, has that all been a part that, of it? Uh, I was a Johnny come lately. Some people did it before me. Mm -hmm. They opened the doors uh, very seriously. Uh, obviously, Elizabeth was uh, instrumental in, uh, in this. Um, but without getting into mentioning too many names, which would be uh, tiring, um, particularly in France, I would say, um, there was already an awareness uh, created around African contemporary art. Also, it's not definitely not the same perception as what we have today. It's, it was we're talking about 20 years ago, the, the late 80s. Um, so yeah, the, the way was opened, and I already had access uh, to, to uh, information through uh, actors like Revinoir, who extensively published. Uh, about African contemporary art, or uh, major exhibitions like the Magicians of the Earth in Paris, which was also uh, a very important moment uh, in, in, uh, in what we do in our industry. Um, so that started, but that was on a non-commercial uh, point. Mm -hmm. That came a bit later. So it was quite a big risk at the beginning to get into that venture, um, and particularly in South Africa, which, as you know, was totally closed and isolated from the rest of the continent and the rest of the world, uh, not even to mention the reputation that the country had. Uh, the so, so let me ask you the, a question re related to that, you know, to, be, um, uh, to put a finer point on it. Um, South Africa has been probably the most established uh, market for contemporary art in, in, uh, uh, in Africa. And so as Johannesburg has tried to position itself in a post-apartheid era, uh, what, has that, what role has that positioning played in the, uh, in the ability to grow the market and to, and to, to reach out beyond the, the borders of, uh, of South Africa? What role does the market play in that? Yeah. Um, I mentioned in previous conversations, the, the stakes were double. The stakes was to uh, first uh, reopen the rest of the world to South African-based uh, artists, but also to uh, create a new uh, link uh, to re-encore uh, South Africa to the rest of the continent and, uh, and the world. Um, obviously, when the first election came, there was a big hype uh, around South Africa, which definitely helped. There were South African kind of seasons and festivals around. Mm -hmm. Um, and it created a, a, a big pathway uh, for, for us to work. But, but the risk was actually to just have some kind of a, a temporary hype, like we're going to talk, uh, like it happened with other markets, like the Chinese mm -hmm. contemporary art market yeah. or we'll the Indian next. <laughs> uh, contemporary art market. So what was very important to us, and I think we had fantastic understanding uh, with players who were in other countries, was to actually... Um, work on consolidating the foundation that the forefathers, if I may say, had started to, to lay down. Um, that was a priority, not to rush into, uh, into the speculative market or try to 
you know, overdo um, uh, the, the career of the artist too fast, etc. But to work, to work progressively in order to really assess and consolidate uh, a base that later would give uh, us the chance to really grow the market internationally. So it's a great opportunity. So Elizabeth, from, from your perspective, uh, again, kind of an, a, a very interesting perspective, I think, because you're, you're outside of Africa, um, but you also have a, uh, and you're also a, a, a non-profit. Um, and so certainly October's, uh, October's role is, uh, is, as a non-profit institution, is, is more, you know, I'm sure there are many people in the art, uh, in the art world who would believe that it's more pure than a, than a market-driven uh, perspective. Um, so, but what would you say from your perspective is, is really driving the West's interest in contemporary African art right now? Is it, is there some sort of a colonial aspect to it, or is it more of, more of a market-driven, or is it uh, multiculturalism? Uh, what, what would you say is kind of the defining aspect of it, if well, you can? Well, I think there are several things happening at once. Um, mm -hmm. I think, one, there is you know, a recognition that there, is, there exists something outside the West that's interesting you mm -hmm. know, to engage with, um, and that's very much on the sort of multicultural level. Um, <clears throat> But from the market, of course, you know, as soon, you know, there was, a, there was an organic development, you know, which is, you know, organic developments were always quite fragile. You know, you mm -hmm. can't interfere with, you know, something that grows and we <coughs> presume that it's going to grow the same way again. So I think what's happening now is because a lot of publicity, you know, bigger institutions have engaged, you know, with, with contemporary African arts such as Tate Modern, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, there has been a realization um, that, you know, that it's an interesting market to join. That there's potentially know? opportunity there, basically. <laughs> opportunity, yeah. you know, yeah, that you could sell works, right. you know, that you, could, um, that you could actually, you know, sell works, make money with it. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You know, that some artists from Africa have now reached, you know, very high uh, points. Right. So, you know, there is that kind of thing that, you know, the number of people probably joining that see the opportunity to, mm -hmm. you know, to, 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 you know, on the, on the financial level. Right, right. So there's the uh, so, opportunity. So it's a, a little so bit it's, of but both. I think it's a little yeah. bit of both that's yeah, happening. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, you know, it's still in the stage of development. So mm -hmm. it's hard always to exactly tell you what landscape we're in at this point in time as we're riding through the landscape as right. it develops. Right. But um, I think there are several things happening at once, um, right. which is, you know, which is interesting, which, you know, gives, you know, gives but it a But also perhaps focus. alarming as well. Because um, you, you want to protect the market. Uh, we you want, know, you know, that the, is, and, I mean, and certainly you want to protect the artists and the community and, the, and that sort of thing. Uh, there is a certain question I have in my mind, you know, whether, you know, you don't want it to grow too fast because you don't want to crash it. Right, right. So I, I think that's a good place to, to get into. Did you want to say, I'm sorry, did you I want to add something to, 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 to join what you were saying, that uh, it's, it's a fascinating time because it's still a, a very early days. Mm -hmm. It's an emerging market being just formalized, etc. But we find ourselves in a, in a very changing time mm -hmm. with new generations of artists, new generations of galleries, mm -hmm. institutions, etc. Uh, where you've got some gatekeepers who are mm -hmm. actually trying to keep things, you know, like they were in the, in the good old mm -hmm. times, in the 80s. Mm -hmm. So there is already all that complexity that you can find in maybe the more like European market, etc., which is already a multi-layered right. uh, industry. Right. Now, 
I think it now is a good time to, to start uh, making some comparisons. Uh, we talked quite a bit uh, earlier this week when we met up about the, uh, the comparisons to the, uh, the market for contemporary Chinese art as it emerged uh, 15, to 15 years or so ago. Um, and combining that with seeing, uh, you, you know, it seems you can't open a, a newspaper these days without reading an article about uh, the amount of speculative activity in the, uh, in the contemporary art market in general. And so what do you feel is, and this is going to hopefully or potentially be the different, uh, a different answer from each of you, um, how do you, how do you, how do you, uh, what do you feel the role of your, of your institutions are in managing that, uh, that expectations? On the one hand, you know, you want the commercial attention, you want the larger attention, you want success for your artists and success for your galleries. Um, but at the same time, you have to protect the artistic community, protect your artists' creativity. Uh, how do you see each of, uh, each of your roles in, uh, in that? Uh, Elizabeth, do you want to start? Um, you know, we, we always work very closely with the artists. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important element because without the artist, you would not have a work of art. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we establish extremely close relationships. Uh, we, you know, we work on you know, furthering their careers, placing different exhibitions in the world in different institutions, um, enabling them to create works of art and really help them make their dreams come true mm -hmm. in whatever way possible so that we can also profit from it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I... Coming, coming to this field as an artist, you know, I need to have that interaction with the work of art. I need to have this electrifying moment when I see a work of art mm -hmm. to be sure that it's something that we want to engage with. So I come very much from this side. Yes, indeed, of course, you get strands, you know, of, um, you know, occurrence, you know, where artists are then sort of swept into the question as to whether they should, you know, reproduce works. Mm -hmm. Or you right. know, produce a similar type of works because they're saleable. That, that process. But I, I, we kind of you know trying to you know steer away from that, and I think mm -hmm. most of our artists also not particularly interested in that, because you know as a, you know we we tend to we hope to engage with artists, you mm -hmm. know, in the sense that I would call two artists to whom you know the main purpose of a work is art is really to make a you know a, to manifest the human spirit, you know, mm -hmm. there is a search of meaning. So yes, the, the market happens around it. Mm -hmm. right. uh, but in, in essence, we also want to protect this, which is really crucial. So, you know, you, you, you operate on many different levels. Of course, you know, we go to different art fairs. You know, we go to art fairs in the Middle East. We could go to Johannesburg. We went mm -hmm. to the Armory in New York um, this year, et cetera, et cetera. So you expand the market for the artists mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. sense. But, you know, you also then engage new audiences. <clears throat> yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complex question. I mean, we run... But, but you it know, is, you I, feel I mean, it's very much your role to, to protect yeah. the creativity and, uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a difficult... Creativity, but you know, you run a, a number balance. of parallel lives, you know? Do you feel that we've seen enough, um, that we've gotten to the point where we've seen enough uh, of the risks uh, involved in the market? For instance, comparing it to the, you know, as we saw, the, we've seen a... a uh, uh, a lot of weakness in the Chinese uh, contemporary art market uh, lately. Do you think that people are learning their lesson and, and perhaps are acting less speculatively, or do you think there's well, not I, a I chance think, of that? I, I mean, I think what I'm worried about is a lot of artists coming up who mm -hmm. um, might not actually have yet reached a level of exposure. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, the audiences or speculators might mix that Everybody. up with what is true art. Mm -hmm. So you have that to, to compete with. 
Right. Um, you know, so the lines are not clear drawn because everybody says, you know, contemporary African art is happening now, but not everything that right. comes from an artist is necessarily qualifying as exactly. a, a, you know, exclusive, you know, right. exquisite work of art. And Henri, so, how about yourself from your perspective? You well, know, because you you have a, a very as a with a commercial gallery, you have a very uh, a commercial goal. Um, you're also much more, uh, perhaps, a, a more isolated, being in Johannesburg rather than in, mm-hmm. in London, it's, and so you have more of a need to and a drive to get uh, that uh, that exposure. I, I, how, do you, how do you balance with, uh, that? With Elizabeth, uh, in, the, in that point that we want to have that proximity with the artists, mm-hmm. uh, that's the reason why we are based in uh, in South Africa. Actually, uh, it might be one of the most uh, indulging. Uh, countries to work from within the African continent. What do you, what do you mean by that, indulging? It can be very difficult to work within Africa, you know. I mm-hmm. mean, there are galleries in Abidjan, there are galleries in Mali, in different places, etc. Um, we chose South Africa uh, because it was already a, a developed place and obviously right. a very fascinating political background. Um, but, but the decision to operate in South Africa rather than in Belgium or France uh, was to develop that proximity and complicity with the artist and that we can grow together rather than you know, just commodify or instrumentalize uh, the artistic production. Um, so that's one thing. Now, as a, as a commercial entity, I think our responsibility is definitely to, um, to, to cover the artist in terms of not trying to extract too much juice too quickly mm-hmm. uh, out of them and definitely uh, keep a focus, a strong focus on the quality of the works. Um, and I think that's a big difference uh, with what you were mentioning before of the Chinese or right, Indian market, right. where actually they've been trying to rocket uh, everybody out of, out of the blue. Right. Um, so, what is it? What is it like then to be a, a contemporary artist in Johannesburg right now? Do you, is there are 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 they concerned about the market, or is everybody driving? You know, everybody's coming, dropping off their portfolios at your gallery because they want to get the exposure. Or what is it? Uh, what is it like right now, and how do you manage you know, it's, that it's, relationship? It's a, a boiling uh, environment. It's it's very much alive. There are many art schools as well. So yes, indeed, mm-hmm. there are many portfolios circulating. Um, uh, we, we again try not to work with too many people. It's not the idea, so we can actually cherish the relationships that we've got uh, with the artist and being focused on, on what they do. But um, every artist wants to go uh, around. Uh, South Africa has been changing quite a lot uh, in terms of the landscape uh, for that. When I moved in 20 years ago, uh, there were just a handful of galleries and a few international artists, but a lot of practicing. And what about collectors? Are they are they discovering That's South Africa now, or, or is it is it the uh, Look, South African collectors that are driving it? it? It took many many years to introduce African contemporary art to South Africa. I think mm-hmm. it went through publications and documentation and information. Uh, right now, I think the trigger has been pulled, uh, and there's starting to be a bit of a frenzy. You know, feeling frenzy you, around uh, African contemporary What about contemporary you, Elizabeth? Art. Do you find that people are coming knocking, knocking on your door more and more, looking for uh, contemporary collectors, uh, looking for contemporary African art? And well, certainly we've been working on expanding it. You know, as, as far as going to the Middle East, etc., mm-hmm. etc. So you do increase right. the pool of the uh, collectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, indeed. The, of course, it has developed over time. You know, you cannot really compare the beginning of the nineties with now. Right. You right, know, have of a huge increase of you know interested you know collectors or potential collectors. And so, what do you tell a collector that comes in the door mm-hmm. now, looking for a contemporary African art? Do you? 
You tell them, you know, they've got a, they've got a, their, their credit card out, and they, you know, and they, yeah, they, they, do you just kind of let them, let them have at it? Do you, do you, do you issue words of caution, or how do you manage that? You know, a lot of people come to us, you know, who already have some background knowledge. Okay. You know, they might have an interest in a particular artist. You know, so we go through all the over with them. You know, we, we, we show them the works. We go through their career. We look at their sort of whole, you know, the whole context. Um, indeed, yes, there are people coming in also, you know, who want to collect contemporary African art. And, um, I, you know, what I do is I present them with the various, you know, possibilities, you know, right. give them a little bit of background. History. And you do educational programming we as well. We do educational so. programs. I mean, we, you know, I think it's, it's, we have been run a complex organization. Yes, we are a registered charity, but we also have a trading arm. So, you know, we do sell artists' work and, you know, some of our artists have done very well and they are able to, you know, sustain themselves from that, right. etc. So, you know, I think you have to see that. At the same time, within, the, um, within our organization, we do run a big education program, mm -hmm. you know, for, you know, that could be school children, that could be community groups. Um, you know, different aspects, universities, et cetera, et cetera. Do you just feel to that kind that... of connect, you right. know, for many years, you know, it was just so wonderful to get children connected to representatives of their culture. You know, if an artist is here, let's say they come right. from West Africa. And of course, inner city schools, you know, have a lot of West African children of mm -hmm. origin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was wonderful to connect, you know, to have artists work with them, you know, to create works of art, etc. So, you know, but that's another aspect, you know, that's right. quite remote from the sort of market. Right. And so there, but there's <laughs> got to be a lot of synergy between the commercial institutions and the, and the non-commercial. We were speaking uh, uh, on Friday about how uh, in, in, in South Africa, uh, cultural tour tourism has been largely ignored. What, what role do you think that that could play in in making this more of a uh, more of an or organic growth in the market, or just feeding, fueling the fire, uh, do you see a do you see a role in that? Why do you think that there hasn't been this uh, this uh, cultural tourism as much in uh, South Africa? The way you see it in Bilbao and you know, and uh, here in London, for that matter. Mm. Again, things are changing, but it, but it's one of the things that drives us happy is that there's no dichotomy between the institutional and, and the We're private in a way. We, we, we climb on each other's shoulder, uh, you know, uh, to, to, to see further. We can't start fighting like they do in France, you know, between, right. between <laughs> national museums and galleries. They hate each other right. and there's a huge barrier in the middle. We, we've been spared that kind of waste of time and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and useless mm -hmm. wars. Um, so it's, it's, it's a pleasure to, at the same time, again, you know, being a commercial entity, uh, to be able to have a, to have a non-commercial impact as well mm -hmm. uh, and be part of the intellectual debate uh, and artistic debate mm -hmm. uh, in what's happening. Mm -hmm. So it's been um, a very cooperative role. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say that in, in South Africa as well, collectors, uh, important collectors, um, again, we won't mention too many names, mm -hmm. but have been really instrumental in, uh, in the global perception of, uh, of, uh, and, and um, uh, awareness of, of contemporary art. People like uh, um, uh, Dick and Toven, the owner mm -hmm, of, mm -hmm. of Spear, etc., have been assembling major collections and also dispensing it towards the public. So they don't keep it in a vault, they actually make it, uh, make it a public thing. And they obviously came to the rescue of the museums which had no budget to operate whatsoever. And they allow them to stay alive and, and again, uh, you know, blossom in a way. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit then about what comes next. 
And here's where I think the comparison to the market for contemporary Chinese art uh, is particularly relevant as we see right now that it's faltering quite a bit. And where I also think it's interesting to kind of loop in uh, a conversation of what has happened in the, in the Western tradition of contemporary art where for, uh, for 100 years, where there, wherever there has been a time where the market for uh, for the art of the new from the advent of the avant-garde. And uh, whenever the market has faltered, be it the financial market, of course, the art market has faltered then at the same time. That has been a time when the, the avant-garde in art has really pushed forward. Because, and, I, and I think it's largely because there's, a, uh, there's, been this, there's been this sense among artists where it's like, well, I'm not going to be able to sell any of this anyway, so I'm just going to make whatever, make whatever I want. And it's always been a very fertile time for artists when there is no market uh, for, their, uh, for their art. And, uh, and what I believe we're starting to see the beginning of now with the, uh, with the market for Chinese contemporary art is that now that the, now that the, the market for, the, for Chinese contemporary art is faltering, there's a real question of what happens to these artists who suddenly exploded onto the scene. There's certainly, at very least, there's been a winnowing, as we've seen, you know, the, the most interesting artists, obvious example being Ai Weiwei, really coming to the forefront and people's actually getting to the point where they're going, okay, well, this is really quite important here. What, what lessons can, uh, can, the, can the contemporary African art market take from that? And do you think, and more importantly, do you think that those lessons are, are being taken. You know, we've talked a lot about how this growth in the market has been, certainly has seemed to me to be more organic than the, uh, than the market uh, for, uh, for uh, contemporary Chinese art. Um, because it, as you've both spoken about, it's come from so many different angles, from, you know, uh, Johannesburg positioning itself post-apartheid to the you know to the this rise in the interest in multiculturalism it's been uh, a much larger uh, a much larger growth so um, in in addition to the market then coming in and and having a lot of interest in it so how do you, what do you think uh, what do you think happens next uh, in this market uh, Elizabeth do you think that this is uh, that we have something that's that's more sustainable and perhaps less of a, an initial growth and then perhaps you should less of a as you referred to earlier there wasn't much of a fall off because there wasn't much to fall off from, but now we're five years on from, uh, from that point in time, uh, you're six years from 2000, uh, 2008. What, uh, what is your view of the, of the market now and, uh, and uh, its future? Well, one thing I want to comment on the artists in particular times you commented mm -hmm. on. I think for an artist, um, you know, destructive forces are always a very fertile ground <laughs> because the greater the denying force, the better your mm -hmm. work of art. Absolutely. You know, the more that falls around you, the more you can soar. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one thing, but that's, you know, that's a comment in itself. I think where the danger lies, I think, is you know, to overexpand the market too rapidly. Because you know, unless you also expand the pool of collectors, you're going to end up with a lot of dealers in one place, but, you know, but the collectors are not growing with it. So you might actually start erasing or eroding the ground. Um, that's, I think this is a point that I can feel that danger um, at our doorstep at the moment, mm -hmm. um, because I can see more and more, you know, things springing up. You know, more and more people, you know, selling contemporary African art. You know, in, in but I don't know whether the actual pool of collectors is really growing, you know, or what what the potential of that is, or whether that should not be taking over a long period of time, right. because it's not all just going to happen in two years. Right. So you think we're at a 
fairly delicate times I think, right I think now. I, I, I would so say, what, I, would, I sense it as being delicate. Mm -hmm. Yes. Henri? It has to be carefully handled. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the pool of collectors has definitely uh, grown. One of the risks is to have monopolies, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, there's kind of a, an appetite today to be the biggest collection in Europe or the biggest collection in, 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 mm -hmm. in England, etc., uh, which is not necessarily a healthy factor. Obviously, it's been helping us a lot to open the doors for a new generation of artists, but, but the work has to circulate. It has to be, uh, it has to be in uh, different hands uh, in order to avoid people to accumulate and then disperse in one go and break uh, the market for the artist, like maybe what's happened in Paris last week. Uh, there, was a, there was an auction mm -hmm. uh, of contemporary art with about 110 uh, artworks being told like that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I don't think it was very satisfactory. Maybe it was one week before the art fair. It was a bit, uh, right. it was a bit difficult. Uh, but that can give a, a big disservice to uh, the artists. And to, the, and to the players of the industry as well. There's a lot of different stakeholders in the contemporary African market right now with a lot of different and sometimes conflicting interests. And so what do you see as, as your role in, uh, in that? Um, what is the role of the gallery? What is the role of, of an art fair like this? What is the role of a collector, an institution, the internet, all of these sorts of things? What do you think is, uh, how do you think the pieces of that puzzle fit together? Well, uh, did you uh, either either of you can? I, mean, it's, I, I was talking to Henry, but that I mean, both of you, I, I would like to hear from both of you on, on that because you both have different perspectives. Uh, but Elizabeth, if you wanna, if you wanna start. Oh God, you know I usually give puzzles to my son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, so um, I, I think we've gone into the role of the gallery. So I think we've mm -hmm. already covered that ground, you know, with furthering and nurturing artists, etc. I mean, I think internet, of course, plays a huge role. But I find, for example, the collection... Positive or negative? Um, well, it, in, a, in, a, in a sense, very positive, you know, because mm -hmm. you'll obviously be able to reach everybody at once all the time. But negative also because there's a huge amount of information that it's almost humanly impossible by now to mm -hmm. digest. So I think we are at the point of, you know, point. just checking that out because... Um, but I, I think the collectors we have, they like to engage with the, um, the work of art on the actual physical level. Mm -hmm. So I find that it doesn't, we don't actually sell over the internet. Okay. I, we, we do, we, 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 occasionally maybe a print, you know, we have put our works on the different websites, you know, that all exist. Um, but usually, you know, even, we do get approached by the collectors, but in, in, in the end, they will have to see the work right. before they buy it. So it ultimately um, comes down to that personal connection. You know, unless, unless you're talking about you photographs take or the prints. Hold, take their, their hand and uh -huh. hold it and through yeah, the whole process. Yeah. And I think it's a matter of trust, you know, since I have, you know, a substantial experience over right. accumulated over time. Right, as opposed to this guy here, Johnny come lately, as I think he said himself. <laughs> you know, they, you know they, they, they will, you know, they will take your opinion and your, your knowledge right, and right. You know, just integrate mm -hmm. it into theirs. Uh, but that's, you know, do you feel, though, that that's a little bit easy for you to say, though, being here in London, uh -huh. which you and I can argue later whether it or New York is the center of the uh, art market, but Henri, <laughs> you're, you're in Johannesburg. <laughs> you know, what, what role has the, have art fairs well, and, uh, and the, uh, the internet uh, played in... Uh, compared to London, I suppose we have to rough it up a little bit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, it's a small industry, it's a small community, so I, I know when my clients come to Johannesburg, I don't try to keep them 
uh, you know, under my elbow. Mm -hmm. I take them to all the other galleries. We have to do that together. We have to show that there is a diversity in the offer um, and that we have a common strength. You know, if we start shooting at each other's, uh, we, will, we will go nowhere. Right. And this, to me, has to be done in conjunction with the artists. Uh, and therefore, the internet is very convenient artist uh, as well. Artists are taking their career into their own hands as well. So it's mm -hmm. dictating new rules uh, Which is to the other players. You know, you, ha you have to behave. You have to behave much better and mm -hmm. actually deliver the goods. I, I believe uh, there is an, uh, a level of exigence from the artist of expectation, which is mm -hmm. much, much higher than a couple of years ago, not even to mention uh, an increasing understanding of what the business is, right. you know? Um, You're saying so, like the level of professionalism, the expectation of a yes. level of professionalism yeah. is much higher now than it was even just Indeed. a few years yeah. ago. Uh, it also helps uh, erasing some kind of abuse that right. the artists have been subjected to for quite some and time. That, you and know? that's the, the, so. the responsibility there is very much on the part of the gallery then, correct? Indeed. Yeah. yeah. So, so bringing this back around to, so we'll have time for some questions here as we wrap things up. Bringing it back around to how we started the conversation of discussing... Um, discussing what was driving the bus of contemporary African art from the beginning as it developed, uh, how, is this going to be, how is this going to be driven forward? Is it going to be something where the market is, is just starting to pull it along? Or, is there, or, or are you going to be able to maintain this, uh, this more organic groundswell that, does, that, seems a bit more, uh, that seems a bit more stable? How do we, how do we bring this forward? What can we, what can we expect? Uh, Elizabeth, what do you think? Oh, what a difficult question. Um... So I left it for last. <laughs> <laughs> You know, again, it comes back to, you know, we really like to work with the artists mm -hmm. on an individual basis, you know, really to, um, to, to, to further their career. Um, you know, the, as, as, as to how the market will develop, uh, it's, it's always very difficult to visualize. Uh, I think, I, I, again, I would, you know, I think one has to be careful as how one presents the artist, as mm -hmm. to one how presents the art as to where it's going to be, where it is showing. I mean, I think if we had the big international platforms open, mm -hmm. uh, not only you know, for, for contemporary African artists, but also integrating artists from all around the world, you know, mm -hmm. that, again, is a great thing. Um, on, on Friday, I think it was you who mentioned, uh -huh. maybe it was Henri, you mentioned that um, the important thing to keep in mind is that we're not in a race here. You know, we're, uh, it's, uh, we're ultimately trying to... Uh, um, trying to, uh, to Keep it all together. I think we've. I mean, I think we have come very far. Right, Henri. You know? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, how, do we, think how do we move uh, it forward? Uh, I think it would be time for the question. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're dodging the question. Is what you're doing. Uh, no, no. Look, look, there are many new players. The second market, an increasing number of galleries. Mm -hmm. I think we need to give it some time to see who's doing, you know, right. a progressive uh, work. And I think the artist will also recognize. Uh, who actually is there for their benefit mm -hmm. and who is there for speculation purposes. That's a good point. Um, so there will be a natural selection and we'll have to work harder. And fortunately, there are good art fairs like this one yeah. also to support our initiatives. So Great. Well, future is bright. Thank you, guys. Questions, Thank anyone? You.
Thank you, oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> let's start. I'll, we're going to go left to right, if that's okay, with, with, with the people on the right, or maybe we'll go circular. My name? Hi. Um, my name is Mahati Mulebazi, and I, I am from the Back Factory, which is Artist Studios in Johannesburg. Um, my question is to Elizabeth. I have seen you come into um, the Johannesburg Art Fair over the years, and, and uh, there's now this fair in, 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 in London. My question is, how have you seen the market uh, reacting to... Uh, to the fairs. I mean, uh, has the collector base increased when you first came over the years? And, uh, and how does the market, I mean, the collector base that started with uh, the art fair in Johannesburg and this art fair here, uh, have you seen the difference? Have you seen an increased interest in um, uh, contemporary art from Africa? That's my question. Okay. Um, in the difference the, in the collector base yes, between yes, Johannesburg yes, 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 and, yes, yes, and 154 here, right? Okay. Okay. Right. Few few buyers or few collectors when right. you first came, mm. and has that increased? Um, right. Has that increased? And then has this fair made a difference yes. okay. Okay. in okay. terms yes. of the people being mm -hmm. interested in 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 in, right. uh, in art? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just uh, we went to about five fairs in Johannesburg starting in 2008. And I think the first fair in Johannesburg, because it was the first, drew collectors, I think, from all around the world, and of course, including the South African market. So that was very vibrant and buzzing at that time. The second fair, of course, you know, the international audience, I found, <clears throat> dropping I'm off tired. a little bit and, you know, uh, focusing more on the sort of local um, collectors. Um, we, you know, we, we had to, you know, eventually we had to make uh, our books, you know, right. and we didn't make enough money. We, mm -hmm. we didn't go there in 2000, I don't know what it was, 2012 maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, the, the, the first fair here in 154, I think, was very interesting because it actually did bring a lot of very high caliber people. Um, new, you know, new, the, collectors new collectors. To, uh -huh. So I, I um, you know, people seriously interested. You know, maybe they were engaging in in international art. You know, uh, you know, institutions from abroad, collectors, gallerists from New York. You know, different kind of people. So I think that in, in that sense, it broadened the the market very much. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Again, you know, you have the second time round. You know, you, you people have seen it, and you know that's always a, it's, you always have to push harder the second right. time round. But still, the first day brought a it lot of you know interesting big, people. Big, big growth, but and it big did. I was, I, it was, I was very, uh, very pleasantly surprised with the first one. You know, of the caliber of mm -hmm. um, people Great. who would come, particularly the first day, and the broad broadness, the broad spectrum, mm -hmm. and maybe potentially the crossover with freeze. Of course, the mm -hmm. art world descending. So. Mm -hmm. I think, yes, that, that was a very positive experience, Great. Great. yeah. Next. Right here in the front, black jacket. Um, okay, I'm going to uh, locate my question also kind of in South Africa, and it kind of links on to yours, um, in that what kind of influence is Mocha going to have on the, um, the market once it opens? Because that's kind of, you know, the biggest collection that's going to be in, and it's going to be located in Africa. So what kind of influence I mean, do you yeah. think that'll have? Do you want to respond to that? Otherwise? Well, we are, we are uh, obviously all, uh, everybody in South Africa is holding their breath, you know. <laughs> it is a major investment that's been done. It's not the first one, though. Uh, this one is widely publicized. I would say that's the biggest difference. Uh, but now you're talking about someone coming from outside of South Africa, uh, reinvesting, even if the advisors are uh, originally from South Africa. Um, I'm not sure it's going to have such a huge impact on the market itself in South Africa. As, um, 
uh, I think the, the, the curators or the advisors uh, working on the museum and the preconception of the museum are actually only uh, speaking to a handful of galleries. They chose to go only to the big ones. Um, and somehow to give really, uh, that's my perception, it's not the gospel, uh, but to, to give only the priority to already acknowledged uh, artists. But there will be rooms for more experimental things, and, and um, the, the good point is that there will be different disciplines represented. You know, it's not going to be only photography or painting. So it sounds to me like you're a little skeptical of this having Absolutely a huge no, no, no. impact I'm on the market. I'm extremely happy about the opening of the museum, hmm, and I think worldwide it's going to it's going to be an excellent publicity for all right. of us, whether right. we're based in London or, or in Johannesburg or in Cape Town. Okay. Um, uh, I'm just curious to see what's going to yeah. be, you know, on display. Obviously, the quality of the works will most probably be excellent. Mm -hmm. um, my wish is that they will open the doors to not not necessarily other galleries, but to what other people have to offer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Great. And and sorry to come back to the previous question uh, uh, from uh, Mahati. Uh, I wouldn't compare the Joburg FNB, uh, Joburg Art Fair with 154. I think the groundwork's not been covered the same way. Um, I was here as an observer in, last in year, not, not, not as a participant. The hasn't been covered? Uh, all the grounds, for that it, matter. You know, the you fact know. that uh, in a couple of days here, uh, uh, the level of sales is very satisfactory. Mm -hmm. uh, but most importantly, there is a level of connections that mm -hmm. is unparalleled. Right. Um, and I've attended many other art fairs in the world, not trying to butter you up, but it's, 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 it's a serious challenge <laughs> no, I, to the other ones. It's an amazing platform, and it's rare to find such, mm -hmm. a, at the same time, quality, professionalism, and conviviality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just what I wanted right. to say compared to this, is that oui. Joburg is still very uh, local. Here, mm -hmm. we have access, we can tap to the world. Right. Next. In the back there, with the glasses, right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, the glasses didn't help much, sorry. <laughs> it's not a stick, it's a microphone. Hello, um, I'm Jenny Jones. Um, I just, I've got a question, but it's sort of in about four parts. Can, so we, can we maybe do just, the, maybe cover the first part? It's, it's sorry, really quick, <laughs> it's really quick, okay. Um, so you said that uh, we can't talk about the market apart from viewing it through the West. Mm. I think that's a bit of a sceptical... I'm sceptical about that. Um, how can you know as Westerners what is good African art? Have you tried to view the art through African eyes? And do you believe it's important to share the power of conferring meaning by using African curators? Well, I think those are, I think those are all very relevant questions. Um, and uh, I do think, and, I, and I'd love to get both of your responses to it, in, you know, if we can, but it's, that's really kind of um, the, a separate question from the market question, really. You know, because the, the market views what's going on curatorially and from institutions and that sort of thing, and, uh, and then it builds on, uh, builds on that, uh, that view of it, I believe. Um, but perhaps, you know, if you, wanted to, if you wanted to say something about it from, from your perspective, having been involved uh, with it for so you know, long. We, we became a nexus for artists in London. Mm -hmm. And, you know, artists from Africa would travel to us. They would connect us to other artists. And I would be able to see the world through their eyes. Mm -hmm. um, 
So that's really that's <coughs> all I have to say. So basically, just you're, you see yourself as a conduit rather than as yeah. a gatekeeper yeah. or a judge or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. I would want to respond just very briefly to you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm Koyokuo and one of the organizers of, uh, of the fair and especially curator of the forum. Um, I just want to tell you that uh, we are trying, it's not just trying, it's very clear to us that we don't look at Africa and treat Africa in an essentialist manner. So there are no true African eyes or non-African eyes. We are dealing with art that, has, that is produced within a specific cultural space, and sometimes even not. And, uh, and if you see uh, the exhibitors here, uh, the galleries come from virtually everywhere, and if you see also in the pro, in the in the schedule of talks here, it's not about Europeans presenting Africa; it's about dealers dealing art. And uh, I would very much like to look at it like that, and not come into this dichotomy of black, white, mm -hmm. and this essentially stuff, it's, it's not part of our program. Thank you. If, if I may just comment the last time, uh, somehow thank you for your question. Um, I have been a long-term supporter of consolidating African networks within the African continent and trying to develop the market from there. Uh, there's been some very difficult time with the Dakar Biennale, with the Bamako Biennale recently, but more due to historical circumstances. Um, uh, after a little while, you realize that you, you shouldn't uh, be uh, dragging, um, um, excuse me, that you should shed that kind of post-colonial complex uh, that you're talking about. It's not about black and white. We've been called the Mlungus in Africa for quite a long time. This is not about that. It's about appreciation and, and collaborative spirit. Do we have time for one more, Koyo? Someone is? Sure. But we have time for one more, then, yeah, that'd be great. I'm just following, my name's Robianne. I was born in um, Abidjan, Ivory Coast. I come from Uganda. I was brought up here. I helped run the Tulifania Gallery in Kampala in Uganda. And I was at USA and did History of Art. So just to give you, I'm quite a... And I was very naive coming to this fair, but then very depressed because it looks like the black art freeze. It looks like a post-colonial capitalist project. And uh, there are only three black art dealers when I came on Friday. And um, I just well, hope maybe in 15 years there'll be more black art dealers, curators, collectors. And um, I, I think we, the structure of collecting and curatorial and art fairs, the structures of this is underpinned by a colonial West, um, the drivers and structures. So unless we come up with an alternative, Africa will be owned by the West. Well, I think, if I could just say briefly, I think your, your experience of coming to art fairs is shared by uh, pretty much any artist that comes to art fairs. I, I think that what you're speaking about is, the, is, the, is a general view that is held by a lot of artists and art lovers when they come to, to, to art fairs. Chuck Close famously said that as an artist going to an art fair, it's like a pig going to the slaughterhouse. And, and I, I've been involved in the art market in, in countless different ways for, for 20 years now. And, and I'll be the first to admit that be it dealing with contemporary art from Africa or dealing with contemporary art from Brooklyn, it's ugly. 
That's kind of the nature of the art market, unfortunately. And, uh, and, but I think that uh, I give a tremendous amount of credit to, to art fairs and to galleries and to institutions and to curators and to collectors. Uh, I always try to err on the side of, of that, the, that, the, that at, at some level the intention is pure that we're all here because we love art. I'm a terrible artist. I, you know, I tried to draw or you know, photograph or anything like that. I'm not smart enough to have a PhD in, in art history or anything like that, but I wanted to be involved in the, in the, in the art world. And this is where I ended up. You know? and, I, and I recognize that it's not, you know, not, the, it's not the pretty end of the, uh, of the art market. And so I think that as Koyo referred to earlier as well, which it's... It, of course, you know, it's hard to get away from, from these kind of uh, views, be it uh, African Western, be it contemporary art or African art or, you know, or, or however you want to look at it. At the end of the day, my hope is that we're all just, you know, we're all art lovers trying to find our, our way through it and without trying to get, uh, to get caught up in that. But beyond that, I think that the, uh, you know, the, the, the impetus also has to be on the, the creators of art and the, the, the lovers of art to uh, you know, and the and the supporters of contemporary art out of uh, out of Africa, like Koyo, to to really uh, to 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 keep an eye on things and and to to make sure that uh, that uh, that things are promoted uh, in a way and and sold in a way and marketed in a way and uh, that is that is comfortable for for everyone. So Koyo, I think you yeah, wanted to respond. Yeah, I to just me. want to add. I mean, it's I, I could say the uh, say the same thing as I said earlier. I mean, first of all, but to you, you have to consider that Africa is not only black. You know, I mean, it's there are there are people of all. If you want to run the color line, there are people of all shades in in Africa, and you have to accept that there are white Africans also. So they they will not go back to Holland. They are it's it's, it's very clear. So it's part of Africa. So I've, I think it's very important to to accept that and to to go beyond these color lines and these color consideration. Don't be essentialist. It's about contemplating. It's about it's about uh, the whole kind of. Uh, network around artistic practice, around its criticality, it's around its promotion. So it's not about, uh, okay, uh, the market is back in the hands of the Westerners. I mean, when you stand in the, in the gallery of someone like Iman Fares, who is here, you will see a white woman. You wouldn't know that she's Senegalese, for instance. So, I mean, you have to go beyond the, what you see, I mean, beyond these color considerations. Yep, I think we're out of time. So thank you very much, Koyo, yes, and am, everyone with 154. I am an artist. Yes, yep. I think we are here to share the experience with the language of art. This is the, the point. You know, the market, it's, uh, you know, it's the, I think what is the most important is to communicate through this Heart, you all agree. Mm-hmm. This, this is the point. And the art can save the world, the, the image, the, you know, this is a really powerful, it's a, a really challenge to, to grow, to cross the, the market and the economic, always the time, you know? Thank you. Sorry for my, my <laughs> she's not very good. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you to everyone. Thank you. Thank you.